This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. G'day, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I just got some analytics today from Spotify, and uh, one of the more notable mentions is that the show is in the top 10% most shared on the Spotify platform. Couldn't do it without you. Thanks so much for making that happen. Really appreciate it. Now, the guest on this episode of the show is Scott Kirkland. He's the fella at the center of The Crystal Method. He's an LA-based DJ. He's been going now for almost 30 years or thereabouts. Now, the catalyst for the chat with Scotty is due to an Australian tour that is happening in early to mid-December. I won't read out all of the dates because, as I've said before, I have bugger all listeners in Australia, and unless you're planning on traveling to Australia for the gigs, I won't read them out. That's the point. Go across the gig guides if you're in Australia and check out the dates in major cities. Now, this chat here is notable because Scotty dives into his thoughts and impressions on his mini collaborations with luminaries from the world of rock and metal. I'm talking Tom Morello, Scott Wyland, John Garcia from Kaios, Wes Borland from Limp Bizkit, Jason Little from Granddaddy, Peter Hook from Joy Division, and Justin Chancellor from Tool. That's really interesting, his conversation about his relationship with Justin Chancellor. They're very good mates. Also in there too is some, interac- is some banter about Mila Jovjevic, you know, the actress from The Fifth Element. She was a musician for a bit too. I don't know what other work she's done. I haven't looked it up, but uh, he certainly collaborated with her at one point in time. Now I have picked a tune for you before we kick into the conversation. This one features Wes Borland. It's taken from the album Legion of Boom. It is titled Weapons of Mass Distortion. Once it's done, we'll dive into the chat. Let's go.
Hey. Hey, mate. How you going? Hey, how's it going? Good. How you doing? Yeah, good. Uh, sorry about that. Zoom's being a bit funny at the moment. They've changed something with it. I've been using the same link now for for about eighteen months or so, but they've decided to uh, make it a bit more complicated than just using the one link all of the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, yeah. How's the uh, how's the calls and the promo been going for this tour? Uh, it's been going really well. Um, there seems to be some genuine um, enthusiasm, and um, from um, from those I've talked to, and and uh, some people that I know down there, so that matches my enthusiasm. So that's great. Does it surprise you that you got as much interest as has been generated for this tour in Australia? Uh, pleasantly uh, surprised, I guess. Um, just you know, I'm a, I've we've always had a a, a solid. Um, following um and had have had some you know successful um uh, plays over there the two big day outs and a couple of our own tours and um so i, I sort of just remember you know going back to the first time we played there back in um 98 early 98 hmm. um and having you know not been there before so going through that process of being in this wonderful magical place and then having you know the response that we had and the, the you know and that has continued to to you know evolve and and grow and and um i i just know that australia is just a and new zealand i just have you know they have great fans uh very um enthusiastic and also just very appreciative of any of the artists that take on the challenge to go down there, which is, you know, is, and, and, and are able to, to, to show up. And so it, it always, it's always felt that there's been a real, um, appreciation and, um, and, you know, and that they, you know, tend to, um, you know, go out and, and, um, you know, um, support those that, uh, make the trek down make there. The trip down. Yeah. Yeah. I think we do do that. You're right. And I think there is a level of appreciation, I remember the 90s, 1998 is a good year actually to sort of bring up because that was a year where we didn't get, you probably had more happen uh, in in a month these days than what you had happened in a year back then in terms of international tours and the like. The only time a lot of artists came down was for the big day out or V Festival or whatever it might have been that was put on back then. But um, 1998, was your impressions of Australia back then that it was very different from the United States? Uh, well, I mean, uh, it different, um, uh, just, you know, as far as, um, geography and, you know, and, you know, and landscape and, 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 and that sort of thing. But I mean, as far as the weather, I mean, obviously the, I grew up in Las Vegas and then I've been in Southern California for a while. So, um, so being down there in, in, uh, in, in summer, um, for our winter, you know, that was obviously, you know, odd, uh, but, but living in California right now, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm sitting in my car. It's, it's like 60 degrees. The sun's out. It's, it's a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful day. And so we don't really experience a lot of the, the really drastic weather yeah. that some of the other parts of the country experience uh, this time of year. So, um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, um, I, I felt that again, there was um, it, the, it, 
it felt very welcoming. It very, it was obviously very beautiful and the different things that we were able to do that first time. And then subsequent visits down there, um, um, has, you know, uh, allowed me to, um, and, and Ken, when, when he was still in the band to, to really appreciate any opportunity we have to, to visit and, and, and take full advantage of the opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, just talking about the, uh, the upcoming tour, now, are you bringing down a show, so to speak, or is it a DJ set? It's a, it's a, it's a DJ set, but it's a, it's a, I, I bring a sampler um, with me. And then I also have um, um, a bunch of things that I, uh, especially for this one, I've, I've curated different um, uh, mixes and, and been building out tracks and and you'll hear different you'll hear versions of, of of classic tracks but they'll be different than 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 the ones i had, had played out uh previously even if you had heard a, a set online there's there's a lot of new uh new updates of classics and and um and you yeah. know i i yeah. i really wanted to you know it's touring uh live is um is is tricky you know with i mean definitely you can do more now you know a, a laptop can can run the whole show um but i i've always loved the idea of of you know having you know synths and different things with me rather than just you know sitting with a laptop and a, and a, and a controller so i've been working on a a, a, a live set of course now that that I'm one, that that's also makes it a little trickier than before, you know, because Ken and I had those duties of playing stuff live and and mm. um, but um, but yeah, I, but it, it's it's my um, my performance and my energy um, is like of uh, is very much like ones of the past where I was performing um, live. I'm very in the moment. I I tend to to you know i have a, a big group of things that i know that i want to play but then i you know i use the opportunity to sort of um sort of try to um ride my adhd and my you know my you know uh, my natural adrenaline drop that i get so i i i can you know i, I use and i usually like to have three or four uh decks so i can you know i can string things along introduce things bring things back you know and and really there do something that's um that is definitely unique for that night but also brings out a lot of the the classics and and familiarity that people you know have with with the with the music i mean i will be playing other things um but there's a lot of stuff that's going to be um very familiar and 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 really reminiscent of of the catalog and of course, um, you know, updating things as I, as um, you know, as I've done over in the studio over the last um, three or four years since Ken's been gone. But specifically, I've I've done um, um, a bunch of things for this for this tour. So I'm um, I'm really working on it and and really excited to 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 get out there and and uh, play it. Look, I'm a musician, and God knows I've had a few catastrophic catastrophic failures on stage with gear and equipment I'm talking about, but uh, I'm, I'm a bassist, so, you know, the bass sort of cuts out playing, you know, you've got the rest of the instruments that keep on going. But, <laughs> but have, you, have you had that happen where the laptop has just gone, boom, and you just sat there? Oh, and oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, um, I remember um, we had, um, well, nowadays, again, there's that, now people have, they've figured out that, 
fail safe way of having two rigs running at the same time. And, but we didn't understand that. I don't think that, that, that was something that, you know, we, we knew or that was possible, or at least we didn't discover it. So there, there, there have been times where, you know, in the middle of the set, um, you know, uh, uh, um, the, the laptop, I, I, I think there was also, there was like an install issue. Like, yeah. I think it was something that, that corrupted the, the drive. And, and after three or four times uh, over a 10, 10 day date, you know, um, Spanish shows where something was happening, um, we started to realize that, that, you know, we should use my laptop on my side because we both had laptops, but his, but Ken's was running the show and mine was, triggering samples and all that stuff but i still had a backup but so i could i could it, it, it was it, it it wasn't as as seamless uh as 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 it can be done today with with the with that sort of um um you know identical rigs r- running and as soon as the signal goes out the other one switches over um but yeah. um but yeah but with a with but with live instruments like a bass or a keyboard or, or or drums if something goes out then yeah the rest of the the uh, the band can continue forward and and so um you know before we would use a lot of um samplers so we had um you know, i think we had a total of six um e4s on stage you know triggering you know chunks and loops and 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 with the mpc um and then um we ended up you know then following into the you know the laptop thing and you know using you know contact and 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 things like that and and soft sense and 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 um and the like so um but i do i do i do kind of miss those days of you know just having you know all that sample um all those samplers out there and then triggering it live because even though the, even those those sometimes failed as well it it wasn't as um as uh, destructive and 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 interruptive as what happens when you're performing yeah i can imagine yeah i can, <laughs> I can imagine yeah <laughs> hey I, yeah. I brought i brought in the chat a little bit and i'll start looking at your career from a retrospective uh the tweekend that was released via geffen is, is there a story about how you got signed to geffen because you were with them for one album well we were actually so um we were signed to outpost which was uh, a label that was started um, by um, three very influential um, people in the music business. One of them was Scott Litt, who did um, all the produced all the REM records, mixed Nirvana, um, was just a really prolific producer. Uh, and then Andy Gershon, who um, managed the Smashing Pumpkins and other bands, and then Mark Williams, who signed the Pumpkins and other bands. So they they created Outpost, but that was under. Um, Universal, which was the big company that, that, you know, and then Geffen was, I don't know exactly when Geffen was absorbed in the Universal or if it was always Geffen with Universal Distribution, but, um, and then um, Vegas came out um, and, you know, we we had some, um, um, some success with that and we're in the studio making um, Tweaking and we, we realized that there's all this turmoil going on over there and outposts their deals were they were basically bought out and then we were absorbed into geffen um um, from that Uh, and all the 
a lot of the same people that worked with us on 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 Vegas, you know, as far as radio promotion and 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 you know and marketing and things like that. They they all some of them were are again under this bigger company, so they we things were absorbed. I think we we did um um yeah we and we I believe yeah our A and R guy John Seidel stayed um was with us maybe he wasn't i i'm i can't remember but but yeah we when and then tweaking came out and 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 although we had a great deal of um uh success with that and and also you know great videos and 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 you know a great tour and everything they were you know they were evolving in you know out of Again, that was sort of the wind, the bubble for electronic or electronica was kind of waning, it, you know, it was kind of deflating a bit and, and things were like more corn and Limp Biscuit and, you know, um, you, you know, the sort of yeah, rap Lincoln rock. Park, yeah. Like, yeah. Lincoln Park was another big one that, 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 that had these, these combinations of, of, uh, of, you know, of, of hip hop influence and then, um, rock singers. So, um, um, at some point we just said, um, and I think it was, it was wild because we, our manager, Richard just went to him and said, do you, you know, we were all recouped. We were, you know, everything was fine. We were, we were, you know, in the black and having, um, you know, and we were, we were working on the next album and they, we just came to a mutual agreement that we would just part ways, which doesn't always happen, you know? Um, so then we were able to, um, you know, then, produce our own albums and distribute them, um, um, on through, um, you know, through connections or deals that we made outside of, of the album of, of making the album making process. So we would just yeah. go in and make the album and then, and then, um, and then have, find someone to release it. Now, you know, and if, if I would have, if, if outpost was, wasn't, you know, um, dissolved and, 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 and the roster wasn't distributed around into Geffen or universal. I would have loved to, to stay with one label um, just because, you know, you have the continuity and, and, you know, you have that relationship that, that, you know, that goes forward and, and, uh, you know, that it's like a family situation, but again, um, you know, that was the time when a lot of things were being, a lot of deals were being done, people, you know, and, and, you know, and the, the, the industry was changing, you know, um, you know, we went from, mm. you know, we, we were right at the end of people buying albums and then tweaking that was right at the beginning of everything changing over. So, you know, that's what Napster and, and, you know, and did, you know, and that, that kind of stuff started to happen. So, yeah. so there was just a, there was, there was a, you know, there's a big change in the industry. And, um, and so we, we sort of just, um, you know, worked through it however we could, felt was the best way at the, at the time. But, um, but yeah, it was, um, it was a good, it was a good, um, it was a good run with, uh, with them. Um, and I still, you know, every once in a while run into people that, you know, that were part of those two albums. And, and, uh, mm. and so, uh, um, it was, um, it was a, it was a wonderful, um, five or six years there where we were, um, you know, running with, um, you know, the big boys and, and, and they were being very supportive of us. Yeah, sweet. Okay. Look, something else that's been notable across your journey is the amount of collaborators and notable collaborators as in big ones, household names we're talking about. So Tom Morello, Scott Wyland in particular, that's a big name there. Uh, someone who was very left of centre, who I had to dive into your into your catalogue to discover, he'd worked with is Jason Little from Granddaddy as well. But oh, I just want to focus on some of the some of the bigger names first. Uh, 
how were you introduced to people like Tom Morello? Um, well, we obviously were very aware of uh, Rage and 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 Tom Morello, and and were massive fans, and and uh, and uh, I think we had a mutual friend um, said, "Oh, I was." I talking to Tom and I told him I was going to be, you know, talking to you and he, you know, he sends his best and, you know, and would, you know, and, and said he was a fan. And then, you know, immediately it was like, what? Okay. Let's, let's, um, let's, let's explore that. So, um, and, you know, being in LA, you know, um, having, you know, our own studio and, and, um, you know, he just, you know, we, we, hung out and then next thing you know he's bringing his guitar and amp to um to our little bomb shelter studio which was basically a um a little studio that was built in its inside a two-car garage in that was attached to this small little house in uh, a suburb of, of los angeles called la crescenta so um and it was just janky. It was, uh, you know, it was not a pro studio and, you know, we're setting up his amp in the kitchen and, you know, and, you know, he's, you know, you know, working, you know, bringing his stuff in through the, through the house. And, you know, it was, it, it had a real, you know, um, you know, um, kind of, um, intimate, um, you know, very, um, awesome. yeah, yeah, do it yourself vibe. And then I, but, it, you know, he appreciated that. And, and I, and we just, you know, we just hit it off. He, he, you know, we, he's a savant and he just sat there and, and, you know, and, and, and started warming up and, and, you know, played the name of the game riff, like, you know, just from, you know, from, from his own, um, you know, from his own uh, subconscious. And, you know, it, it took him cause we were like, you know, what was that thing you just played? And he's like, what, what? I don't, I don't know. And we, so we were smart enough to, to put a dat uh, and record, just start recording. And then he did happen to do it again. And then, you know, uh, he went away and came back the next day and we had this structure for this track um, that became name of the game. Um, and then he, we went on and, and uh, he co-produced um, and played on um, three songs on the, on, on Tweekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you, you know, we, we've been friends ever since. Um, Scott Weiland, that was a, that wasn't, um, I, I can't remember exactly how we, we actually never, met him we talked to him on the phone um he was his his process was uh, was much different than tom's it was uh he had a um he had a uh his own guy his own studio guy that he trusted and he would work with and i think this was even um you know like this on all his projects where he would go in with his guy and record separately um uh, and at least that was our experience he wasn't comfortable coming into the studio um and wasn't comfortable with us meeting up he was he felt that it would the best way to go to 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 do our creative process at that time was to uh to for us to send him stuff and then he would send us stuff back and then we would send him stuff and then he'd send us stuff back and so um i we didn't actually even meet him face to face until many years later um when they were when um um, when this band, what, what was this? Uh, my, my yeah, I knew it was, I kept thinking Stone Roses in my head, but Stone Temple <laughs> Pilots, STP, when they were, uh, they were, they had separated and they had come back together. And this was about two or three years, maybe two years before his untimely passing. But, um, and we, again, it was real brief. Oh, hey, hey, how's it going? You know, you know, hey, he, he you know, he 
he was, um, you know, battling his demons and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and his personality was, was such that didn't necessarily, um, you know, match up with some of the other people that we worked with, but, but the results were, were still positive and, 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 uh, and we, you know, um, we're real, you know, happy with the way that, that whole album and that song in particular uh, turned out. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, another guitarist that you work with that uh, you worked with, you know, more than once is Wes Ball. And you actually, I was even say you collaborated on him with him across Legion of Boom. Yeah. The, well that, yeah, we, we played this show together uh, where he, where he was, um, um, where we performed uh, this massive, big um gaming um championship event in staples center um um and he had um um um, his his cool costume on his outfit on we that was one where we actually did um we had actually started working on a a song for movie score and the the song that we started that that song didn't make it into that song which was um um weapons of mass distortion distortion that song didn't make it into the the movie so we then put that on legion of boom and then uh, uh, subsequently we had a um he sent over a riff that he had um that he had played and um and then we built that out to be born too slow so um so yeah he and he's he's someone i run, run into from time to time and and he's you know one of those guys that I'd love to get back in the room with at some point. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends, so um, it, it's we, you know at some point that would be um, um, I, I'd, I'd really enjoy that because you know he just has a, a unique style and and one that I think really you know works well with with the Crystal Method sound. Mm, yeah, great. Yeah, somebody else who appeared on that album was uh, Mila Jovovich. So of course she's a she's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, tell me about yeah. her. Well, that was, uh, that, um, I can try to remember how that, uh, encounter, how we met her, but, um, we, we had, we had discussed, uh, well, she had, she invited us over to her place and cause we wanted, we had t- talked about doing something. Um, uh, and so we, we had, um, uh, so she we went over to her place and she just played this song on acoustic guitar and beautiful voice and, um, um, beautiful, really cool track. And, um, we thought, yeah, this is, this would be fantastic. We went back to our studio and started to set up, had some things going, um, for the, you know, for the song that we assumed that she was going to come in and, 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 and share and, and we were going to develop but but when she did come in, she said, oh, well, um, you know, um, I'm going to because she was going out with John Frusciante at the time. Um, and so they oh, right. she, and so he was like, he's like, no, let's let's I want to do that song with you. So um, so he at least this is my memory of what happened. So that song was now off the table and, and we were in and she had really limited time because she was obviously very busy uh um so that session that we had planned to work on that song we sort of were scrambling and so we we had this other um idea that we were working on and we were um you know we were trying to come up with lyrics and and you know a melody for it and um and she had so she had done a a bunch of melody stuff that we were working on as far as like you know um 
you know, that we would maybe hopefully develop into, you know, lyrics and, 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 you know, flesh out as a, as a, as a track. Um, but, um, but we, she just, she didn't have the time and we just, we weren't able to get back together again. So, but we had all these great takes from her, her performance when she was in the studio. Mm. And so, um, so I, you know, at some point I was, they weren't, there wasn't any the words. There was just humming, hemming and humming and, 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 you know, and just sort of, sort of finding the melody mm. for the song. And so at some point I, we went in there and, and I just like, well, what if we, you know, we just were playing with it and editing it and, and, and doing some tricks um, with effects. And, and I think we reversed her vocal and, and then we, you know, it became, uh, I know it's you, um, which was, you know, um, you know, a track that we had a great deal of fun of play with playing out and, 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 and one that, um, you know, we really liked the way it turned out, but, you know, it, it felt there was some, um, you know, um, some, it could have been something different. Um, you know, again, you don't, you never know where the song's going to go when you're working with someone, especially someone that you don't really know that well. And, yeah. and, and then someone that is as busy, uh, as, as, as she was, um, at the time and, and, and still is seemingly. So, um, so yeah, it was, she was a wonderful, really great, um, experience. And again, as, time went on we realized that we knew a lot of the same people and so um there there were um you know it was it was it was it turned out i'm really happy the way the way it turned out but i i i'm i, I sometimes you know uh, you know sort of you know think well what if you know that hmm. um you know that other track would have been uh could have been developed because uh, I, I think that a lot of people don't really know just how you know she's talented she is as far as you know her her voice and her um you know her just her whole vibe is um is something that obviously comes across in in film and and um but um she's got that whole other side of her that i don't know if a lot of people have had a chance to see yeah no great no i didn't even know she was with john trusciante there you go he's a he's a very interesting cat indeed that bloke you could have yeah that was that was yeah, that was a they were I don't they were together for a, a short time, at, um, but um, but yeah, that was a long time ago. But um, but yeah, they that was you know, but when yeah when she said oh no, I, I, John wants to do that song, um, and I'm like we're like oh oh okay, well he's got the definitely you know you're, you're like oh that loser you know yeah yeah what what is he gonna do with it that super talented you know you know savant guitar player what you know you know it was sort of like you know. Um, you know, slightly um, blindsided by by that at that, that moment, but we we scrambled and we figured it out, and we you know we came up with something. So, yeah. um, and then that song, you know, you know, went on to be licensed, and I think one of her one of her film projects. So, um, okay. I think one of the Evil Dead uh, or one of the where something where she's fighting some zombies or some some something kicking. She's kicking ass somewhere, and uh, and I think that song was either in the trailer or something for one of those. But, um, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was one, um, that we, um, uh, another one of those that came together for Legion of Boom. Yes. Legion of Boom had John Garcia from Caius, uh, yes. with, uh, um, 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 there's a version of, 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 um, uh, weapons of mass distortion that was from that album that, um, that, um, that, uh, um, um, that was talking about with West that um 
where John heard the song um, after the album came out and actually sent over a vocal that he had written. Oh, but he had only said he didn't he didn't send over the stems for the vocal. He just sent over his his singing over it. And we were unable to um, to create that version a proper version of it but i just recently came across that when i was going through a bunch of stuff for this for this tour and mm. i've done my best to to uh to the to, to make it you know sort of work as as sonically as as, as best it can i don't know if i'm going to play it but because out of context that it, it doesn't really you know it, people would have to i think one of those songs you'd have to you know really hear um and you know hearing it one time in, in a in a, an environment ne wouldn't necessarily do it uh justice but um but yeah that's it's one that um that uh, i came across an un, a little hidden gem that mm. um that uh that i uh, that was really a great um um, had a lot of great potential, but uh, there seems to be, you know, as I go through some um, some old dats and some old dr hard drives, and I come across these 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 things that that we worked on. It's it's, it's funny how you know how things you can you know you you make and you spend time on, and you, and then all of a sudden you years go by and you discover it, and you know oh, why didn't I work on that or why didn't I finish that? You as a mus musician probably know that um, you know uh, better than anybody that there's. There's all this stuff that you know you didn't know, um, you know, was special, or you didn't think much of it. I mean, that's that's kind of why it's always great having a partner or somebody there to 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 hit record. Yeah. I mean, the the classic story of of you know of you know start me up, um, you know, with Keith Richards, you know, like basically almost you know passing out is at the end of a session and just starts <laughs> just starts playing. But they're always recording, so you know he you know and then you know come in the next day and like oh yeah that thing you did last night at the end the same thing with Tom Morello and the guitar rip for name of the mm -hmm. game and like you know always have something going when these people that that are 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 you know oozing with with creative talent and 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 you know and that special it because then you never know when when something magic is going to come out so always always got to record and, and always got to go back through the sessions and see what you can find hmm. agreed yeah now with jason little were you a fan of granddaddy is that how that association came out yeah we had the same we had the same manager and i yes and i i was a, a fan of his style and you know it 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 he's got a just a i love like that you know death cap for cutie you know real soft melodic layered you know vocal so he you know he was one that um that he also he was living in a different state up in Washington. And I was another one of those where we weren't in the same room. We were just going trading things back and forth. Um, but um, yeah, that's another, that that's another one that I'm, um, that um, I've, I've always wanted to redo that song. I, I, we, um, you know, I, I, I love, I, I love the way it turned out and, and, and the way it fit on the record, but I, it's always, it's kind of like, I, I sometimes suffer from the George Lucas uh, um, syndrome, where you, where you like, you, you, you're like, oh, I wish I could have done that better or yeah. differently, yeah. and then you could go in and and um, you know and actually do that. Um, and I, I have uh, I, that was one that I um, that I've been um, that I've been thinking about as well, as far as like just layering the the vocal over over um, um, 
something else and just because it is a it's a it's a beautiful atmospheric you know um a, a you know delivery and and performance that um in 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 the in the way that i perform these these shows works really well because i i'm i'm i real aggressive but then i pull back and i like you know I like breathers and, and, you know, and I, the dynamics of, of things. I don't really just want to hit somebody over the head at the same tempo for yeah. two hours. I, you know, yeah. I like to, you know, ebb and flow and, and, and change, you know, tempos and change directions and, 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 you know, surprise myself sometimes, because again, like I said, when I'm playing it, you know, I'm, you know, that you have a finite amount of time, you know, to, to, you know, come up with something. And so having multiple decks allows me to like queue up something that I know is going to work to have an idea. Like, you know, my brain starts to like go through the Rolodex, like, you know, and I, Oh, this one would be good. Cue that one up, play that one right now. That actually works, but I'm going to wait for it to come in in this section. And over here, I'm going to play this one. I was going to play. And then, you know, and then as I'm getting out of the one, I loop something over here and I keep that going. And then I'm bringing the other track and I've looped this one over here and then I'm changing the, the pitch. And so it's it's a real organic modular um, way of, of, of not that it's um, that I do something unique. I mean, I, I, I the best DJs that I've ever seen do that same will have that process where they, you know, they have an idea what they're going to play, but they're, uh, you know, doing stuff by bringing these albums and these songs, these, these tracks together and creating something new in the middle. And, 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 and I think that's one of the, you know, I'm one of my the favorite sets I've ever seen. Um, it was many, many years ago. It was a disco. It was like a by early nineties when disco was kind of having a resurgence. And, and especially here in Los Angeles, there was a club called 19 club, 1970. And, uh, there's a DJ named Billy Limbo who uh, would played at this club and it was only seventies music. They only played seventies music, but it wasn't just disco it was rock as well. And, and, um, and um, he, 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 he played um, love to love you, baby. Um, you know, w over the top of the middle of whole lot of love where like when it goes, when it breaks oh, down yeah. to, and i was just like you know i probably chemically advanced uh enhanced at that moment <laughs> but i was also just like holy shit like, these two things from two completely different worlds coming together and sounding so natural um um together you know that's another um you know the magic of the mashup and being able to have access to stems and and different things over the years that people have been able to you know to reinterpret these things and 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 re um you know reshape them and 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 deliver them to an audience that maybe wasn't familiar with both songs um but then at that moment these things come together and you're and you found something new from that so um i've always i, I you know a lot of djs now they just they slam like they play a song and then get out of it and play a song to get out of it you know it's like you know that works it, it, there's definitely you know that's definitely something um that people especially people nowadays with shorter attention spans like like the you know they'd rather hear five songs in three minutes than or five minutes than you know one or two songs in that same amount of time but for me i like to you know what if i create something new in the middle of those two those two or three songs that that you know again it has that flow and create something new and and really at the time i'm always i mean i i you know, I make a, I try to make a connection with the with the crowd, uh, and and uh, by 
by having by making myself happy. So if I'm, I'm like, mm. I always want to, I always, I always want to be the one that, um, that is, you know, because I always like when to go into shows. I, I was, I was you know, especially their anticipation. You you know, you get the ticket. You, you you know, you get there early. You're you know, you get the drink. You you want to when and then the performer comes out. You always want to, always want that guy or that person or that woman, to that artist to like look like they're having fun or look like they're really into it and they're in the moment because they may be doing 30 shows on this tour, but you want them to be there present for you at that moment. So yeah. um, I've always, I, I've always, you know, uh, you know, appreciated that. And and that's what I always feel is the best way for me to make a connection is to, 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 to be completely, you know, um, you know, enthralled in, in the moment and, and have this, opportunity to play for people and 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 have um you know a, a, as much or more fun than um uh, than anybody else in the room yeah fair enough yeah nicely put there yeah what what about you collaborated with two very good bass players in peter hook and justin chancellor as well so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah tell me about them well hooky is uh by far one of my you know my favorite um um artists bass players the 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 what the, what he did with bernard and and the band um you know still is it will forever be you know a soundtrack to many many years of my life and will still to this day take me back to those moments there, there are many of those songs are in my you know the um the never let me down um um playlist you know it, yeah. including never let me down from depression mode but there's there's uh, those songs that you, you know you can listen to sad happy indifferent you know and they'll always cheer you up and always make you feel something and and connect you with the song so um so we yeah we met um we had uh, uh met um their manager tom atencio um uh, my, i think our manager was friends with with him and we had met him a couple times out and and throughout the you know well you know we'd love to oh we oh, also we did a remix for um that's what it, we did a remix for bizarre love triangle um that um that um um that we we heard that peter hook uh you know appreciated and liked and this is after the band had he had left the band yeah um so yeah. he he happened to be he was coming to la and we set up a session and he came in and and um couldn't have been you know cooler and fucking you know more you know hooky like in his in his <laughs> you know his, his energy and his because again he's like you know for me seeing them many times and just seeing him you know his low strong you know he's just got that bass like laying yeah. low and he's got his legs spread apart and he's just got that he's like the coolest dude in the fucking you know in the building and um and of course melodically what he does um to be able to watch to to be in the room for his process so his basic process is like doesn't want to hear the song until you get he gets in there um give him you know give him a couple takes um um he'll give you a couple takes um maybe you can you know i think it was like you you could you know maybe request one or you know more you necessarily i didn't it was just so free flow it was like he just kind of you know it was just watching him just you know, make a connection from his uh, perspective, hearing it, the song for the first time. And, and, and then it was just this, 
this, you know, endlessly, you know, creative, appetizing, appealing, you know, like buffet of, of hooks and melodies and things that, that, you know, that, that were there for us to choose from later on. So, um, so again, and there, there was, there was so much there and, um, that, uh, that we were able to, you know, I think we did two, two songs with them, but, um, um, but yeah, he, he's, he's a hero and, and, and truly one of the icons of, 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 of for me and my, and my musical, um, um, my, my life, uh, my life as connection with his music is something that I'll, I'll always have. But then Justin, um, Justin uh, uh, is someone I actually, I met him, um, um, on a big day out, um, tour. Oh, really? Um, okay. we, we were on that big day out in 2009. Um, they were the headliners and I met him after, um, well, I met him in the in the in the in the air, air airline club in in Auckland, and we were bitching about the um, the Bloody Marys, how the how shitty the Bloody Mary mix was. Um, and then I didn't. Tool was very mysterious, you know, to me. I didn't, you know, of course I knew their music, but I didn't know what any of them looked like. I didn't, you know, or 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 didn't necessarily recognize him because you know he had the long hair at the time, and then he, you know, was pulled back and very casually dressed. It wasn't like a he looked more like a roadie than a rock star. Um, so I mean, and so I actually that's what I thought because I, I knew that he was he had the tool. That, you know, after we after I think it was after. Um, so we met at the airline lounge, and then and then after. Um, uh, a, a show up in the um, 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 what's that kind of sunny uh, part of um, northern uh, 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 sort of like it reminds me of Florida. Um, Gold Coast. Um, Gold Coast, yeah, Gold Coast, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm from. So that's, that, that's where I live. That's oh, where I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. At, uh, at after, so they have those big day. I always have those parties after the after the after the the, the shows, and so there was a. I remember it was in some hotel or or, or the, the the lobby or in the the hotel that they had cordoned off or whatever. But, um, and I ended up, you know, talking to him again and I didn't realize again till deep into the conversation that, um, again, I thought he was one of the, I thought he was the, the roadie, but, um, well, and it turns out that his, his wife, um, and, 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 the, and crystal method have a, he used, she used to work for our manager. So we had this connection and we hung out for the rest of that tour and been, you know, um, best of mates ever since. So we've, we've done a lot of things in the studio. There's lots of, uh, magic uh, sitting on talking about sitting on, you know, magic sitting on hard drives. There's, mm -hmm. there's, there's tons of that stuff that, um, that, I, that we have to work on. And we've done a couple of remixes together, um, the one most notably, I don't think I was credited uh, properly on it, but it was this, this remix we did for Foles. Um, um, the, 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 the thing, if you look it up, it's uh, just, it's credited just as Justin Chancellor because, um, uh, because of whatever the mishap or whatever, and, and when it was sent in, but, um, but bandwidth was our little, um, little project that we were doing together. And so, um, yeah, that, that track, um, cabin pressure from the trip home was just one of those, those moments when, you know, I was, you know, um, we were able to take, you know, his, you know, phenomenal performance and style and work it into, um, uh, into one of the, the tracks from, from that album. And, but again, there's so much more to come and, um, and we're, cool. um, you know, we, 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 we're, he's one of my favorite people on the planet. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. What about, uh, on the wish list? It's, it sounds like you can pretty much perform with, you, you perform with some extremely notable musicians there, but who's on the bucket list, so to speak? 
You know, um, you know, I've always, um, it's one of those things where, um, I, I, I do prefer like the being in the same room. I mean, you do get it, you know, you do, you, there is something, um, that can happen. Um, that's very, um, rewarding and, and creatively, um, um, appealing by doing sessions where you're sending tracks and different things to other people. But, um, but I, I really do appreciate the, the, in the room vibe that you can, that, that happens. And, you know, like the Tom Morello situation, because it just, there's a lot of, you know, uh, give and take. And, and there's just those moments when you can, you can go, Oh yeah, I do this. Or, or what about if you try that or, or that thing that you were just, you know, that you were just playing over there that, what was that? So, um, but, um, you know, I, I've always, I, you know, time machine, I'd love to, you know, go like PJ Harvey has always been one of my favorites. Um, um, you know, um, I, you know, there's musicians that, are, you know, like Justin and, and Wes mm -hmm. and, um, that I love to, to work with again. Um, I, my, my good friend, Danny Loner and I have been working on a, oh, um, okay. a couple, a couple projects together, um, that um um hopefully we'll we'll see the light of day sometime soon and um and i did something you know on um billy howadell's um latest project so hopefully we can do something together in 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 the future i just did a little keyboard part it wasn't anything that that special but we've hung out a couple of times and you know i just i i, I my thing is is that i just want to i want to work and create with cool kind you know generous people you know my, yeah. I, my i'm you know i'm not into you know having a you know work um um i i, I mean working in the sense of like drawing something yeah, out of somebody saying, or, you don't yeah, have to yeah. labor it and work with dickies yeah yeah cause, yeah yeah so i mean there, there there are i i there are a lot of people out there that um that i'm i'm you know um fans of and and would love to to have that opportunity but um, but you just never know. You never, you know, you know, you, you never want to, you know, you, you know, um, meet your heroes and have them disappoint you or, or, or find a way to, you know, the, to, to fuck something up that didn't need to be fucked up. So I, 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 you know, there's a lot of projects that are, that I've got cooking right now for the, for the next album and, and some things that I, you know, really excited to flesh out, including the stuff with Danny and, and, uh, and some more stuff with Justin and, and, um, you know, and just seeing where, where, you know, where it takes, um, takes me, you know, creatively, spiritually, you know, um, with enthusiasm and, and, you know, and, and finding a, find a way forward that, you know, is, is, you know, is rewarding and, and, and it doesn't, uh, doesn't cause too much pain and suffering. Talking about pain and suffering, Ozzy Osbourne, did, did you actually work with him on that Vapor Trail song on the Chef Aid soundtrack? And, uh, no, that was, that was all Rick Rubin. Um, that, that there's, um, yeah, there's some, um, they can make a whole documentary just on that, the creation of that song. Um, um, and I would love, and I would love to see it because I, I, I've only heard, you know, the, the various things that went into getting old, old dirty bastard and, and DMX into the, yeah. into the studio, um, to record those parts. Um, but, um, no, I, I, you know, it was, uh, we had, a, we had a, we had a connection with Trey Parker because we had a song in his Orgasmo movie. Um, and, oh, yes. um, um, and, 
and then I, I can't, you know, it was just one of those things that we were, you know, we were, you know, kind of one of those it bands at that moment when they were, when they were making that um, chef aid project and, 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 you know, they, you know, took vapor, the track vapor trail and we sent them the stems for that. And then it, it, they just turned into this, I mean, mammoth, you know, over the top, you know, again, like full on, you know, behind the music documentary uh, kind of track with, with, you know, with Ozzy and, and I mean, I'm still, I was just talking to Loner, you know, that's still one of his favorite tracks that I'd still like, if I ever, that'd be the first thing I've always got it queued up. If I ever, if I ever have the opportunity to meet Rick Rubin, I would, I would go into, um, I would, that would be the first thing I would ask him about, but, I'll, but actually fuzz bubble who was also credited on that was, um, is, um, is another artist, um, is, um, is, uh, Richard, uh, Richard Fortas who's in guns and roses. Oh, so yeah. he was also part of that project. So I had heard some stuff cause I'm friends with him and he's another one that I've, that I've got a bunch of stuff, you know, that, I, that we've, started and that i'd want to um i'd want to continue because he's he's one of those guys that's super talented and just super lovely human being so um um but yeah that 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 that's one of those that um i, I just um truly a, a phenomenal um collaboration of uh of epic proportions when it comes to the just the you know you know ozzy and old dirty bastard and dmx it's it's truly uh um one of those things that i you know i don't i'd love to be a fly on the wall i've heard lots of things about it um bags of money and um you know and being exchanged and you know dmx getting out of going directly from a from a new york jail after some sodomy charge i don't know it was it was there's oh, like a, it was some, some kind of it was a uh, or you know or maybe that was just he was talking about sodomizing somebody in the song you know um, i think that was that was one of oh, so yeah. uh, uh, uh and then there was the whole thing you know um um in 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 the old dirty bastard part where he's talking about you know take don't take you take a picture. He was, he had this whole, when he was on many different substances, like, you know, he thought that, that taking a picture of him was stealing a bit of his soul. So that, I think those are the lyrics that come out in that song. So, I mean, if you're, yeah, just, yeah, put some headphones on and sit back and, and listen to the, 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 the lyrics of that, the, those songs um, of that song. And just, it's, it's quite phenomenal. And Ozzy can, like, he's like on the, like, you could tell that he's ripping off. So it's DMX did his vocal first and then Ozzy and then older bastard. So you could tell like that there's this, that Ozzy's kind of got this, the rhythm. You know, so it's, it's, he's, um, and then the you know ain't nowhere to run. It's a it's a yeah it's a it's a wicked track, yeah it's a wicked track. <laughs> you've had a, you've had an epic career and a journey so far, so it'll be interesting to to watch from afar and see where you go over the next few decades. Uh, yes, uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's um, I um, yeah I've definitely been um, um, someone that's uh, that's been very fortunate to have made the friends and the connections and uh, that I've made and you know including the most important one being with Ken um and you know the music that we were able to make for 20 years together and now you know on my own with him giving me you know obviously the blessing to go forward and and uh yeah and it's just um you know I'm I'm you know I'm very fortunate to 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 be able to have a career let alone a, a career that's 
lasted, you know, five years, let alone 25 years. So, um, cause this is a, it's a brutal business and, um, yeah. and, uh, and there's, um, there's, you know, there's just, you know, I, again, that's why I've just been, you know, this tour coming back down there again, it's been postponed for, you know, um, two years now, obviously due to COVID. So, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm not getting up to the, the, uh, Gold Coast on this, uh, on this, on this leg, but, um, um, but, uh, hopefully I'll Next do time. well enough to where, uh, to do well enough where I can come back again in, in the future. <laughs> Next time. Indeed. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for the chat, mate. You give me some great insight there. People are going to love hearing about these associations that you've had over the years, in addition to gaining some deeper insight into the the inner workings behind your songs. I really appreciate it. I, pre- I appreciate you taking the time to talk. And um, and again, like I said, uh, anytime uh, I'm in the area, you're in this area. Hook me up. Uh, look me up, and we'll uh, we'll have a, we'll continue this conversation. But thanks for uh, taking the time, and um, and uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, good luck with the tour and thanks very much again. Cheers. Take care. Thanks, mate. Catch ya. So there he is. I love that conversation with Scott. A bit different for the show, but I'm all about variety in and amongst all of the usual hard rock, heavy metal, extreme metal, all the usual stuff. Now, you probably already know, but I have released a book. It's Christmas too, so you might want to download it for yourself or gift it to a friend, member of the family. Go across to scarsandguitars.com, click on the link in the banner, and you'll be taken to a marketplace. You can read all about it, but I've got some more information to share with you about the book in the moment. Before we do that, though, I want to bid you a fond farewell. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and I'm the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast series. Until next time, it is a very goodbye for now. This is Eric Rutan of Cannibal Corpse. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast with Andrew McKay-Smith. I've been the host of the Scars and Guitars podcast since 2017. The first musician I interviewed for the show was David Vincent from Morbid Angel, and things have just snowballed from there. In all, I've posted almost 650 podcast episodes featuring conversations with many of the leading lights of rock, heavy metal, and beyond. It just got to a point where I thought, I need to write a book about all this, so that's exactly what I did. In Scars and Guitars Volume 1, you'll read a heap of deep reveals and commentary, such as Des Fafara talking about Cold Chamber and why the band will never return. You know, if you're a, a band just starting out, you need to hear me. Do not start a band with partners. Ever. Yeah, wise words there. Sage advice, mate, for anybody. Don't ever, because I, I can't go do Cold Chamber right now unless I get others involved. Phil Anselmo talks about the episode in his career, which gives him the greatest sense of accomplishment. I think the staying power of the, the fans and the staying power of the I, of the songs, you know, whether it's Pantera, Down, or Superjoint, the fans remember the songs. Alex Skolnick from Testament confirms that, yes, Playing the guitar in Ozzy's band is anything but an ordinary gig. Will Silent Oz from Demu Borgir write a book? Pa from Sabaton gives advice to people who want to start a band. Look at the team around you, look at the bandmates. If uh, if the guys want to be on the stage, then it's all cool. If the guys want to be backstage, then it's not going to be cool. Current and former members of Cradle of Filth discuss the band's seminal 90s material. Read about the reaction 
to George Lynch and Mark from Suicide Silence's comments when they throw shade at then-President Donald Trump. We have this idiotic monster, you know, this egotistical, self-aggrandizing, complete piece of shit in there. I, I, just, I just can't understand how we've gotten to this place. And yeah, we kicked a hornet's nest with Sepultura. Percussive overlord Gene Hoagland talks about recording with Chuck Schuldiner. Chuck was always, um, you know, he, he was very, you know, very open-minded and and he was into having his his musicians that were playing with him just reach out for, for the best stuff that they had. Phil Campbell from Motorhead discusses what it takes to get sober. John Five answers his critics who dismiss his tenure with Marilyn Manson. You know, my name is John Five, and Manson gave me that name, and um, I had some of the best years of my life in that band and, and learned a lot. And we get the lowdown on Trey Zagtoth from those who would know, including his mother. All across Scars and Guitars Volume 1, there are moments of tension, relief, tragedy, exhilaration, and throughout it all, you'll obtain insight that I believe no one else has managed to obtain from many of your favourite artists. So treat yourself. Scars and Guitars Volume 1 is currently available as an ebook with a print edition on the horizon. Follow the links attached and download a sample. I'm sure you'll be compelled to read the whole book. <laughs>